Praise the Lord. If you have your Bibles, please turn to the book of Genesis chapter 6. Genesis 6, beginning of verse 1. Now it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born to them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were beautiful. And they took wives for themselves, of all whom they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not strive with man forever, for he is indeed flesh. Yet his days shall be one hundred and twenty years. And there were giants on the earth in those days, and also afterward, when the sons of God came in to the daughters of men, and they bore children to them. Those were the mighty men who were of old, men of renown. And the Lord, the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth. And he was grieved in his heart. So the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, creeping thing and birds of the air, for I am sorry that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. A world gone wayward, a world gone wicked. Imagine the state of the world so far gone that the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth. Grieved in his heart so far how far fallen from the image and likeness. The Amplified Bible and the Lord regretted that he made man on the earth and he was grieved at heart. As the days of Noah, so also the coming of the Son of Man. There was a man alive in those days, and verse 8 tells us that this man, Noah by name, found grace in the eyes of the Lord. We carry on the text, verses 9 to 12. This is the genealogy of Noah. Noah was a just man, perfect in his generations. Noah walked with God, and Noah begot three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. The earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. So God looked upon the earth, and indeed it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. In a world gone wayward, a world gone wicked, God found a man, a just man perfect in his generations. Noah walked with God. 
The words of Micah 6.8, He has shown you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? But to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. The Lord had his man. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Genesis 6, verses 13 to 21, And God said to Noah, The end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Make yourself an ark of gopher wood. Make rooms in the ark and cover it inside and outside with pitch. And this is how you shall make it. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits, its width 50 cubits, and its height 30 cubits. You shall make a window for the ark, and you shall finish it to a cubit from above. And set the door of the ark in its side. You shall make it with lower, second, and third decks. And behold, I myself am bringing floodwaters on the earth to destroy from under heaven all flesh in which is the breath of life. Everything that is on the earth shall die. But I will establish my covenant with you. Receive the word of the Lord today. And you shall go into the ark, you, your sons, your wife, and your sons' wives with you. And of every living thing of all flesh, you shall bring two of every sort into the ark to keep them alive with you. And they shall be male and female. Of the birds after their kind, of animals after their kind, and of every creeping thing of the earth after its kind, two of every kind will come to you to keep them alive. And you shall take for yourself of all food that is eaten, and you shall gather it to yourself and it shall be food for you and for them. What a call of God. And what a covenant. Noah found grace in the eyes of God. And here we see the Lord commissioning a man. A just man. Perfect in his generations, the Lord appointing, contracting, directing a man just and perfect in his generations. You know, the Lord knew the man's walk. He knew the manner in life. He knew how this man conducted things. Noah, a proven walk. And the Lord said, make yourself an ark. Now, this wasn't something Noah conjured up on his own. Invented and fabricated and drew up plans, came up with this scheme, this design on his own. This was the design of the Lord. And Noah was given specific directions, blueprints, by the Lord. This man had a great responsibility. 
This man had to be precise. This man had to get to work. He had to be exact, precept upon precept, line upon line. And what does the Bible say? Verse 22, thus Noah did according to all that God commanded him. So he did. You know, I love when we read the text, Noah went to work. He didn't pile on the questions. He heard the call of God, the direction of the Lord, and he went to work. He didn't pile on the questions. You see, he knew the word of the Lord, the words of the Lord to be true. Psalm 12, verse 6, the words of the Lord are pure words. Like silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. This man, Noah, the words of 2 Peter 2, 5, and did not spare the ancient world, but saved Noah. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Saved Noah, one of eight people. A preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood on the world of the ungodly. The J.B. Phillips New Testament, Noah, the solitary voice that cried out for righteousness. And the message paraphrase reads, Noah, the sole voice of righteousness. Noah went on. He went to work building the ark. It took work. Hard work. Hard labor in the earth. You know there were questions asked. To the unregenerate, it seemed like foolishness. What are you doing, Noah? I mean, you know there was ridicule, there was mocking, this preacher of righteousness, a voice crying out for righteousness, a voice in a generation, a just man. Construction was taking place. A sign. The work taking place, the dedication the commitment and the determination, a sign. The sweat, the manner and voice of a just man, perfect in his generations, a man that walked with God, a sign. Apparently, it all fell on deaf ears. Genesis 7, 1 to 6. Then the Lord said to Noah, Come into the ark, you and all your household, because I have seen that you are righteous before me in this generation. The eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the earth. 
You shall take with you seven of each, seven each of every clean animal, a male and his female, two each of animals that are unclean, a male and his female. Also seven each of birds of the air, male and female, to keep the species alive on the face of all the earth. For after seven more days, I will cause it to rain on the earth forty days and forty nights. And I will destroy from the face of the earth all living things that I have made. And Noah did according to all the Lord commanded him. Now Noah was 600 years old when the flood waters were on the earth. How long did Noah build? Well, people say 120 years because man's lifespan was limited to 120. But it could have been a generation in which to build, not necessarily 120 years. A generation in which to build. Would there be those alive today that would find grace in the eyes of God? Any just, righteous, that would walk humbly with their Lord? It seems Noah's sons would have been of age helping their father build the ark. Regardless of the exact number of years, there was witness in the earth. All the years of building, all the kingdom sweat, all the years of devotion to the call, precise, line upon line, precept upon precept, not bending, not tweaking the design, the blueprints, but knowing that the words of the Lord were true. That the words of the Lord were the answer. All the years of warning. All the years of opportunity. All the years of invitation. Outside of Noah's family, not one lent a hand. Not one turned to the Lord. Not one. Not one repented. Noah kept on. Ridicule, mocking, foolishness to the perishing. Ridicule, laughter, and mocking. You know, let the dogs bark. It's in their nature. Go on. Spurgeon said, these words, I fear that some would sooner be damned than be laughed at. Ridicule, slander, mocking. Noah kept on, undeterred by results, undeterred by ridicule. Noah was a man of faith, and he knew that faith works. What does the Bible say? Hebrews eleven seven. By faith Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world 
and became heir of the righteousness, which is according to faith. Noah found grace in the eyes of God. A just man, righteous, who walked humbly, walked humbly before his God. We carry on Genesis chapter 7, verses 7 to 16. So Noah, with his sons, his wife, and his sons' wives, went into the ark because of the waters of the flood, of clean animals, of animals that are unclean, of birds, and of everything that creeps on the earth, two by two went into the ark to Noah, male and female, as God had commanded Noah. And it came to pass after seven days that the waters of the flood were on the earth. In the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, the 17th day of the month, on that day, all the fountains of the great deep were broken up, and the windows of heaven were opened, and the rain was on the earth forty days and forty nights. On the very same day, Noah and Noah's sons, Noah's wife, and the three wives of his sons with them entered the ark, they and every beast after its kind, and all cattle after their kind, every creeping thing that creeps on the earth after its kind, and every bird after its kind, every bird of every sort. And they went into the ark to Noah, two by two, of all flesh in which is the breath of life. So those that entered, male and female of all flesh, went in as God had commanded him. And the Lord shut him in. Shut in by the Lord. The truth today when the Lord seals the door, when the Lord shuts the door, that's it. The words of Carter Conlon, remember Noah's day? Before the floods came, God closed the door of the ark and sealed Noah and his family inside. Imagine when the rain started and the people outside began banging at the door. They could not enter because the ark had been closed. The time of asking was over. The time of getting needed strength was past. I've often wondered, I've wondered if people were clawing at the ark Screaming, crying out the horror and terror of their error as the water rose. How soon the mocking stopped and the ridicule and the slander and soon, you know those words and you know the witness. Grip their heart. But the time of asking was over. And the time of getting needed strength had passed. 
When the Lord shuts the door, that's it. Genesis 8 tells the history. The earth indeed was flooded. And the Lord caused the waters to subside. And the ark in the 17th month, sorry, the seventh month, the 17th day of the month, rested on the mountains of Ararat. We pick up the text. The Bible says that Noah opened a window of the ark the end of 40 days, Genesis 8, verses 7 to 14. Then he sent out a raven which kept going to and fro until the waters had dried up from the earth. He also sent out from himself a dove to see if the waters had receded from the face of the ground. But the dove found no resting place for the sole of her foot. And she returned into the ark to him, for the waters were on the face of the whole earth. So he put out his hand and took her and drew her into the ark to himself. And he waited yet another seven days, and again he sent the dove out from the ark. Then the dove came to him in the evening, and behold, a freshly plucked olive leaf was in her mouth. And no one knew that the waters had receded from the earth. So he waited yet another seven days and sent out the dove, which did not return again to him anymore. And it came to pass in the 601st year. In the first month, the first day of the month, the waters were dried up from the earth. And Noah removed the covering of the ark and looked. And indeed, the surface of the ground was dry. And in the second month, on the 27th day of the month, the earth was dried. If you could hear these words today, what about Noah? What a detailed survival plan God had for him and his family. An ark floating him and his family safely above all the death and destruction of a worldwide flood. I want to announce today that for our families, the Lord has a detailed survival plan. But it's detailed. Precise, line upon line, precept upon precept, receive the word of the Lord. There's a detailed survival plan for you and your family. Safety above all the death and destruction of a worldwide flood. If you have ears to hear today, a detailed survival plan. The details are important. Imagine if Noah would have started cutting corners. Yeah, God gave me a set of instructions. These are the details. If I follow the instructions, I'll have an ark. Well, that detail, it's a little too much work, a little too much effort. Let's just cross that one off. Details are important, church. Beginning at verse 15, then God spoke to Noah, saying, Go out of the ark, you and your wife and your sons and your sons' wives with you. 
bring out with you every living thing of all flesh that is with you, birds and cattle and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth, so that they may abound on the earth and be fruitful and multiply on the earth. So Noah went out, and his sons and his wife and his sons' wives with him, every animal, every creeping thing, every bird and whatever creeps on the earth, according to their families, went out of the ark. Then Noah Then Noah built an altar to the Lord and took of every clean animal and of every clean bird and offered burnt offerings on the altar. And the Lord smelled a soothing aroma. Then the Lord said in his heart, I will never again curse the ground for man's sake. Although the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth, nor will I again destroy every living thing as I have done while the earth remains. Seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, day and night shall not cease. You know, the Lord spoke blessing over this family. Noah found grace. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. The Lord spoke blessing over the family. You can read about it in Genesis chapter 9. The Bible tells us that the Lord established covenant. The Lord said that he would never again destroy the earth by flood. And the Lord set a sign in the sky, a sign that we see to this day. How great is our God. The Lord has a detailed survival plan. I know that there are parents here today, you need to hear this but the details are important. Genesis 9, 12 to 17, And God said, This is the sign of the covenant which I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for perpetual generations. Come on. I set my rainbow in the cloud. And it shall be for the sign of the covenant between me and the earth. It shall be when I bring a cloud over the earth that the rainbow shall be seen in the cloud. And I will remember my covenant, which is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. The water shall never again become a flood to destroy all flesh. The rainbow shall be in the cloud And I will look on it to remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is on the earth. And God said to Noah, this is the sign of the covenant which I have established between me and all flesh that is on the earth. I mean, think about it today, church. The covenant for perpetual generations. This reminder, this announcement that men and women might somehow remember the history They might come to understand that this sign speaks of the covenant of God. That they might turn to the Lord, a sign of the covenant between God and the earth. And every time there's a rainbow, the Lord looks upon it and remembers his covenant. And I say today, let's remember it too. What the world says, 
What the world does, it's such foolishness and wickedness, such sin and such defiance. What the world cries and flies is defiance and perversion. The rainbow is the Lord's. And the words of a holy preacher, we shall not adjust our Bible to the age, but by God's grace, we shall adjust the age to the Bible. The Lord, the Lord knew that it wasn't over. There was history yet to be written. The Lord knew that it wasn't over. The imagination of man's heart still evil from his youth. You know, it's incredible to think that the world has come to the point it has. Gone wayward again. Gone wicked again. Family blessed. Family protected by the Lord. You see how important the details are? For every generation. Details. This is a world that's forgotten about the flood. A world that knows not the story and the history of the man Noah. Matthew 24, 37 to 39, but as the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered the ark and did not know until the flood came and took them all away, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. Couldn't be any clearer. You know, by and large, a world that ignores the building that is taking place today. A world that ignores the sign. The kingdom work, the sweat, the preaching of righteousness, the call to adhere to the Lord's detailed survival plan, the witness in the earth, the warning, the opportunity, the invitation. Falling on deaf ears. You know, I know that there are just men and women alive today. There are those that by the grace and mercy of Jesus Christ are perfect in their generations. Those that walk with God. Those that walk humbly before their God. And the call is the same. There is a call to build according to the pattern, the directions, the blueprints of the Lord to prepare an ark for saving. 
No, the earth won't be destroyed by floodwaters. But the coming of the Son of Man will indeed come. And only those shut in by the Lord will be saved. You know, Jesus is the ark of salvation. God's greater ark. And only those found in Him who have built on Him will survive the end. His pattern, His directions, His blueprint. For the final judgment will be final. Notice how precise Noah was. Think if he would have only covered it inside and not outside with pitch. If he would have tweaked the plan. You know, just as the ark was graciously provided, so too Jesus Christ was graciously provided for us. The Lord's detailed survival plan And just as the ark was not of Noah's design, this is not of man's design. This is of God's design. What a glorious place of safety. This greater ark, Jesus. I'd like to say today, if you don't know Jesus, if you've never surrendered your life to him, the door is open for now. And one day when the Father decides the door will be sealed shut for good, The door will be closed for good. We must come to Jesus, into Jesus for salvation. For the offer of salvation is a limited time offer. I wonder what those alive in that time when Noah was building thought. Well, even if this thing is true... I mean, he's not even half done yet, so we got time. Rather than lending a hand, getting involved. Rather than listening. Time ran out. The door was shut. And the laughing and the mocking and the ridicule soon, soon turned. The screams of horror, of terror. The offer of salvation is a limited time offer. You can have the team return today. You know, I want to encourage all of us here. Let's be just. Let's be perfect in our generations by the grace and mercy of Jesus Christ. Let's follow his plan. Let's walk with God. Let's answer our call of God. Let's devote ourselves to the blueprints of our God. Let's sweat for the kingdom. Let's not be deterred by lack of results or ridicule, even if no one should repent. Let's still be just and righteous and walk humbly before our God.
Let's press on. Let's keep preaching righteousness even if it's taken as foolishness. Trust in the Lord's detailed survival plan. You say today, well, I don't know if I have what it takes to build. Did Noah? He just followed God's plan. Following God's plan, I'm sure he's like, oh, this is what it's supposed to look like. All right. Following God's plan. You wonder if you have what it takes to build? Well, hear these words. Remind your critics when they say you don't have the expertise or experience that an amateur built the ark and the experts built the Titanic. You just need God's detailed survival plan. Go on with God. Keep on with God. Trust in the Lord. May not understand it all. Trust the Lord. Forget the ridicule, the slander. The message has always been foolishness to those that are perishing, yet we preach righteousness. We're a sign, the kingdom sweat, a sign, the determination, the commitment, a sign. You know, every Sunday when we get in our vehicles and drive to church, it's a sign. It's a sign. And first and foremost, our responsibility is to move with godly fear and to follow our God. No matter what, trust in the Lord and do all that he says. Praise the Lord that many have turned to Jesus. There's still time. The words of Billy Graham, you cannot come to Christ unless the Spirit of God brings you. But what if you ignore his warnings? Then you are in the gravest danger, for someday God will no longer be speaking to you. Then it will be too late. Come to Christ while there is still time. Christ, God's greater ark, stands ready to welcome you to safety today. Church, there's a call in the Spirit to stick to God's detailed survival plan no matter what. Even if a world around us that would call themselves so-called Christians tweak the plan, we must not tweak the plan. We must hold to what is right, line upon line, precept upon precept. This has been happening throughout the generations. In the state of some groups of faith, even today, even the evangelical faith, it's tragic what has taken place. What is being allowed. There's a call to churches, a charge of the Spirit, even the evangelical church where there is compromise. The Lord shall raise up and is and has raising up. He is rising up. And he is raising up a standard. A.W. Tozer said these words, if you would hear his heart, he saw what was taking place, and this is what he said, I would like to live to see the time 
when the men and women of God, holy, separated, and spiritually enlightened, walk out of the evangelical church and form a group of their own, when they get off the sinking ship and let her go down into the brackish and worldliness and form a new ark to ride out the storm. The details of God. The details of God. That's what survives. Line upon line. Precept upon precept. Let's stand in the house today. We're just going to lift up this course in closing. If you need prayer for anything, the altar is, of course, open. If you want to surrender your life to the Lord, open up. Acknowledge that you're a sinner in need of grace, in need of the grace and mercy of Jesus Christ. Enter into Christ today. Receive Him as your personal Lord and Savior. Have your sins washed and cleansed. For all of us here today, God has a detailed survival plan. Let us receive his words and let us move with godly fear. Let us honor him all the days of our lives that he would be glorified in our generation. Lord, we love you. Lord, we love you.